Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, hello, hello to all our beautiful listeners, to our friends and family who have tuned in. Welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today we'll start the show by asking a question. Are you asking the right question for you? So a question for a question. What time is it? (laughs) Are my shoes tied? (laughs) That's what I always ask when I'm confused. I'm sure most of you are looking for answers. Perhaps you're seeking answers about a whole new slew of situations, conditions, and relationships in your life right now. For some answers, we merely need to Google or Yelp our questions, or just ask Alexa or Siri. That'll work just fine if we're looking for late-night pizza delivery or want to know the weather forecast for the next 10 days or need to learn how to install a new operating system on your laptop. I just did that. (laughs) (laughs) However, as easy as that might be, you, me, all of us still have to ask a question to get an answer. I might ask, Siri, where's the nearest Whole Foods? Within seconds, Siri answered, okay, here's what I found. And a pop-up window shows me a map with the closest Whole Foods market for me that's a 10-minute drive. There's a website I can click on to the address with directions and a GPS map, a phone number to call, and even nice photos of prepared foods. I'm getting hungry. (laughs) No, this is not a commercial for Whole Foods. (laughs) Now, let's look at why I asked where the nearest Whole Foods market was. I could have just been curious in case I ever had the need to find one, or having just moved to this area, I may have wanted to find out whether Whole Foods would be in the running for my go-to market, or... I had a sudden craving for a mochi ball ice cream, and I know Whole Foods carries them. Let's say my real purpose for asking that question was for the mochi ball. I knew it. And by the way, if you don't know what a mochi ball is, it's it's nothing bad. In fact, it's a delicious Japanese treat. If so... Was the question I asked Siri the right question to ask or the best way to ask it? If I were really craving mochi balls and had to have them right away, my question may have been limited, may have limited my chances of doing that, especially if Whole Foods had been a lot further away. Or what if that particular Whole Foods happened to be out of mochi balls today due to a sudden rush on them? If mochi balls were what I needed, I could have asked where the closest stores were that sold mochi balls. Who knows? I might have discovered a special mochi ball boutique a block away from me. Of course, I'm being 
quite silly here, but I wanted to give an example of how a question always directs the kind of answer you get. Unless you ask a question in some way, you won't get an answer. They they tend to come as a set. And the kind of question you ask and the way in which you ask it will lead to often very different answers. When dealing with a technical problem such as using a computer, you can ask intellectual questions like, why isn't this app working? (laughs) Since you're dealing with technology, that follows a very specific logic and programming By learning the theory of its operation, you can logically and intellectually derive at usable answers. So when you ask why some machine isn't working, you'll learn the technical process of how it operates and what it needs to keep operating correctly. You can then figure out what it's not getting that's causing it not to work. When it comes to your life situations and people and things like growing spiritually or experiencing happiness, it's not so cut and dried, especially anything dealing with your spiritual or inner well-being, process and fulfillment. Well, Siri nor Alexa are equipped to handle it. I asked Siri what my purpose in life was. She answered, did you accidentally summon me? (laughs) I then asked her how I could heal myself. She gave me the National Suicide Hotline. Artificial intelligence will never replace divine intelligence. Neither can you get a true answer for personal or spiritual healing and growth by trying to figure it out strictly by your intellect. Intellect deals with survival of the body, which you need. Your intuition deals with living as a soul as the soul that you are. It becomes even more important both the kind of questions you ask as well as the way in which you ask it. Notice when in a crisis how many people first ask questions like, why is this happening to me? What am I supposed to do? Why is this happening again? Why now? What is happening? Why doesn't someone do something? None of these are the right questions to ask, especially when you need to respond to a difficult situation or condition. For example, when you ask why something is happening in your life, you might get a whole dissertation about the reason something is happening, but it doesn't heal or improve your situation, as you might already know. When you're asking that type of question, What is it that you are really seeking? Aha! (laughs) You know, you keep on seeking and seeking and seeking. (laughs) Soon you'll get seek of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's say you're unhappy. Mm, Bah, humbug, I'm unhappy. Mm. You know, it could be just today. You woke up on the wrong side of the tracks or something, and you find yourself not so happy. If you ask yourself, or an expert, why you are so unhappy, you or the expert can rattle off all kinds of reasons from your life, right? You could be unhappy because you work under a boss from hell, 
Or because you didn't get your mochi ball after all. (laughs) (laughs) Or because your mother neglected you when you were a child. You could write a whole book about the why of you being unhappy. But none of that is going to make you happy. Right? Are you asking questions so that you would have enough reasons to write in a book? Mm -hmm. Well, if that's the case, then you're going to get a bestseller or something, fine, but... Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) Because there's just reasons. Or are you asking your question because you want to not be unhappy and you want to start experiencing more happiness? Yeah. If that's what you're looking for, asking why you are so unhappy isn't going to do it, is it? When you ask a why question, you're looking for an external cause for your condition. You know, the devil made me do it. (laughs) This is the reason. the devil did it to me. Did it to me, (laughs) yeah. He did it to me, so she did it to me, therefore I'm unhappy. This is, the world is to blame. The, The economics are terrible. This is, you know, environmental change, uh, climate warming, all that stuff. Uh, it's making me unhappy. Okay. you got all kinds of reasons why you're unhappy. But you're going to stay unhappy. The reasons confirm, yeah, you should be unhappy. But isn't being happy what you're looking for? You know, isn't it? Would you like to stay unhappy? Is that why you're asking, why am I unhappy? Why am I unhappy? So you have the reasons you're unhappy. Or do you just want to experience being a lot happier? Or at the very least, the less unhappy, right? If if you're not going for experiencing joy in your life, (laughs) at least maybe... You'll be less unhappy (laughs) if you got the right answer. But if you were to ask how you brought about this experience that you're having, then your intuition can offer you an answer that you can use to heal yourself with. When I find myself being less than happy, yeah, you know, I'm not... I'm one of those, um, what would you call it, uh, very intolerant, right? I'm, I'm intolerant of unhappiness, <laughs> especially. <laughs> He's a happy guy. Especially in myself. I don't like to be unhappy. You know, it's, I don't want to stay unhappy. So I immediately ask myself, hey, Michael. How much longer do I wish to stay unhappy? <laughs> Good question, right? Yeah. I mean, every, anybody can answer that. I'm first reminding myself by asking that question that there's no one who can make me be unhappy. Being happy is my choice and my choice alone. So when I ask the question, my immediate answer is almost always not a moment longer. 
Yeah, I I start kind of laughing at myself. Hey, grump, you know, what are you being unhappy about? (laughs) I'm teasing myself, right? Once in a while, however, I'm surprised because from somewhere inside of me, I get the answer. No. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be unhappy. I want to suffer. (laughs) Whoa. Am I crazy? (laughs) That's insane. Nobody wants to suffer, right? No, but something inside of myself is staunchly defending my unhappiness. Well, you know, I deserve to be unhappy. And and I want to, you know, feel this bad more. (laughs) Well, I'm not crazy, I think. Raphael, am I crazy? No. (laughs) I think all of us, sometimes, we get that kind of answer. And we're surprised, like, whoa, I didn't think consciously I didn't want to stay unhappy. But somewhere inside of me, just there's some resistance, refusal to be happy. No. You know, I, I deserve this. Or I'm, you know... I, I feel like when I get that kind of answer, I hit the mother load of unforgiveness. There's something within me that I wasn't conscious of that's holding on to some grudge, holding on to some righteousness, right? And uh, I'd rather be unhappy than, than to, to uh, forgive and start to be happy, let it go. So at first, I usually can't tell what I'm so unhappy about when I'm in that situation and what I am still refusing to forgive in myself. I go, gee, I don't feel like I'm holding anything against myself. But that answer, when I get that once in a long while, I get that, no, I want to stay unhappy type of an answer. That answer gives me the clue that I'm holding on to something big. And I'm not conscious of it yet. Because normally, I immediately would like to be happy again. I only get the other answer when somewhere along the way, I decided, in the past, I decided intensely with determination that I'd rather suffer than to let someone or something go or to let someone get away with something. (laughs) Ah, yeah. Yeah, I'd rather suffer uh, until they suffer. That kind of a thing. Vengeance. Retribution. Justice. Some people call it justice, but it's not. So, in turn, this all means that I can't let that someone or something just be, can I? No. They're going to pay. They're going to hurt as much as they hurt me. That kind of stuff. The programming for that is very strong on movies and television shows. Yeah. To think that way. Yeah, a lot of shows are based on revenge. (laughs) And if I can't handle it, then I'm just going to drink myself to pieces. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, get even, right? Do I wish to suffer more? Well, in my sane self, if I ask that question, it's of course not. I wouldn't even want suffering for other people even if I don't like him or something. So while in the 
Worst case scenario, I get to the place of choosing to be happy rather than being right. Then, and only then, can my healing begin. When I immediately have certainty that I do not wish to suffer a moment longer in unhappiness of any kind, then I can ask myself, how have I brought about this condition that I'm experiencing and being unhappy about? Ah, as long as I don't try to intellectually figure out the answer myself, then in a short time, I start to see and know what I've been doing or what I've been holding on to that had brought my unhappiness or pain or whatever. Our first break is coming up, so hold that thought. And as usual, I have a little bit of a few announcements to make. First, this coming Saturday, April 13th at 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time, you can join us for a teleclass. Now what? Psychic tools for taking your next step. It's part of our fabulous ongoing series. You might be more psychic than you think. Then next weekend, Friday, April 26th through Sunday, April 28th, Michael and I will have, actually that's in a couple of weekends, we'll have our Living the Miracle radio show booth at the New Living Expo in San Mateo, California, so you can see us in person, plus at 7 p.m. on Friday at the Expo. Michael will be giving a 45-minute talk on the following subject, where do you go when you sleep at night? For all the details, you can go online to this website. It's very simple, newlivingexpo.com, newlivingexpo.com. When we return in a couple of minutes, we'll continue with, are you asking the right question for you? This is Raphael and Michael and Raphael with Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show. Hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to Lead Up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond. Your hosts, Colleen Biggs and Sabina Ramsey, speak with guests who have stories to share, have faced adversity, and have become success stories in business, in their communities, and in personal accomplishments. Join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best. Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. 
Something beautiful is happening on Mondays here each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium, along with her holy team, The Collective, when they'll share messages that guide you, heal you, and remind you that you are divine. Rachel loves introducing people to their own angels, and now she is here each week to do just that and so much more. Catch the show, You Are Divine, every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get back to asking if you are asking the right question for you. So Michael was talking about the difference between intellectually looking for an answer and intuitively looking for an answer. So would you like to continue that train of thought, Michael? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I could answer it. Yes or no. (laughs) Yes and no answers are great. You know, it's simple. It's a good place to start practicing, asking yourself, you know, the answer is going to be either yes or no. And, and as you formulate your questions, the thing that Raphael was just mentioning about the intellectualizing or using your intuition to get the answer. Two different, completely, completely different ways. Like I mentioned earlier, intellectually, you could get answers for technological problems, academic questions, right? Because that's all intellectual. It's just thinking, intellectualizing, reasoning, reasoning, using logic to go from one to two to three to four, and so forth and so on. You follow the rules. But in living your life, and especially in living your spiritual life, Becoming more aware. Guess what? The intellect isn't going to do it. It can't. Because it, the intellect is mm, not connected. It's when you intellectualize a question, or an answer for that matter, you're trying to intellectually, by reasoning, it, you know, logic and all that, information, facts and figures, trying to figure out. And guess what? You're looking into memory. You're looking into the past. The answer you'll get intellectually can't be something new. It has to be from the past. You're rearranging the furniture. So when you're really up against a wall or you're making a huge step, taking a huge step in your life, a big change, You're going from who you were to, oh, who you're going to discover you really are. 
the much, much bigger part of you. So when you're doing that, if you keep on going to the past, you're going to keep yourself locked in. You're going to keep yourself a hostage to your past. Your past regrets, disappointments, failures, past pain, suffering. You're going to keep on dragging that forward with you everywhere you go. But the minute you drop that, remember, (laughs) I like this example, dog obedience school. Yeah, drop it. (laughs) So you drop intellectually trying to figure it out for life's most important questions, personal questions, spiritual ones. Then you catapult yourself into being able to access the real truth from the limitless, from within your beingness, where you have all the answers that you'll ever need. You'll be able to access your creative self and come up with something new, a new solution. After all, the world we're living in today, that's what we need, isn't it? All the greatest intellects are getting together saying, how do we solve these problems? But it's the one, the visionaries, it's the ones that dare to get out of that intellectual safe box and go, let's take a leap. Let's take a leap of faith and find out what's new. What's not been done before? Ah, then the world starts to change for the better. So when you're asking a question, the secret to asking the right question is for you to formulate a question that brings about the answer that will fulfill the real purpose for which you're asking the question in the first place. For example, if your main purpose for asking any question about what you're experiencing is to, say, feel better, because you're feeling so awful, you just want to feel better, then don't complicate it. Remember that your purpose for asking for help, for asking a question, for asking for a solution to a problem is that, let's say, in this example, that you feel better, feel less pain, more comfort, more at ease, more at peace. That's what you're seeking, at least the first step, right? So the question has to, has to bring about the answer that gives you this comfort, this peace, this less suffering, less pain. That was why I used that example about anytime I start to feel even a little bit unhappy, I go to asking myself that question. How much longer would I like to stay unhappy? And when the answer is, oh, not a second longer, then I can proceed and I go ask myself question, okay, so if I don't want to stay unhappy at all. I mean, sometimes what I call unhappy is is <laughs> a lot of people's happiness <laughs> because it's everything's fine, but I'm not jumping for joy, right? Even that to me is, oh yeah, 
would I rather jump for joy right now or stay, you know, humdrum? It's okay. Yeah, life is okay. Life isn't bad. <laughs> My dad used to say that. It's not it's bad. Not bad. <laughs> Made me keel over sometimes when, when he said, and when I asked him how something was, and he'd say, not bad. Because that was unusual <laughs> to to him. Not bad was, wow. It's, it's, it was above normal for It him. was way above average. <laughs> so it, it's funny, isn't it? So I, I grew up in that kind of an environment where, oh, yeah, not bad was great. But to me, maybe that's why I have very little tolerance for not bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like to experience joy, being happy. And and so if I'm a little bit less than that, oh I go, oh wait a minute. I'm I'm just going around not bad. I'm just going around not joyful. Okay. Do I want to stay there? No. I, I like to be joyful. I like to be truly happy experience it not just say hey i'm happy no i like to be experiencing it i want to feel happy i want to be happy okay so in that case the first question for myself is how have i brought about this less than happy feeling this less than happy state of mind because it's all in the mind right? Whatever you experience, you experience because you're conscious. And your consciousness is what we call the mind. Okay, so it's there in my consciousness, this not-so-happy state. What brought it about? It's in my mind. Therefore, I brought it about somehow. So why the intellectual stuff doesn't work in these kinds of life situations, life problems, experiences, is because when you ask for a reason, intellectually, you're going, why am I so unhappy, right? I could, let's say I I ask that instead of what I ask myself. Why am I so unhappy today? Oh, that's because mm, the internet was down. (laughs) That's because... I have so much to do and I just have so little time to do them all in. That's because uh, my boss yelled at me. That's because mm, uh, my family's on my case about something. That's because um, there's, there's too much to do. That's because I never get to do what I want to do. So how many of you have conversations like that in your mind going on? You know, oh, my damn boss, you know, he, he just makes my life miserable and things like that. And you keep on being miserable <laughs> because you have a good reason to be miserable, right? No, I don't want to stay there. I like to get out of being miserable and be happy. So it's starting with a decision process. It's a decision process. And, and then I have to come to terms with wait a minute, is it really my boss 
or his behavior that's making me unhappy? Is it really the economic conditions in the world that's making me unhappy? Is it really the neighborhood that's making me unhappy? Is it really the computer that's making me unhappy? No, that's not true. We all know that's not true. Okay, so let's not pretend that's where that's the reason why I'm so unhappy. Huh. Because other people go through the same thing and they're happy. In fact, they're very happy for the same reason I thought I was unhappy. Ah, some people are happy because they've been out of work for so long and, and starving to death and, and then they get a job that keeps them so busy. They're just busy all the time and they're so happy they're so busy. But this other person is so unhappy because he's so busy all the time. Okay, so it's a decision. We look at what's going on if we stop blaming something, something outside of ourselves, even if we're blaming ourselves, like, well, I'm so unhappy because I'm so stupid, I did this stupid thing. Sounds like I'm blaming myself, but I'm blaming something out there about myself, separate. I'm protecting myself from what I'm blaming, keeping out there. But the minute I ask, how have I brought about this pain or suffering or unhappiness. And I don't intellectualize it. I don't try to intellectualize, figure it out. I just pay attention. My intuition kicks in. I seek the answer from within me, not out there. I'm not seeking a reason out there that's causing this to me. No, I'm looking at the cause within myself oh I have a bunch of judgments judgments about you know equipment having to work correctly they so you pay a lot of money and they sold me a bill of goods that's, that's all judgments oh the boss from hell I think he's a boss from hell ah that's a judgment ah this is, I'm setting up my own suffering by the judgments I project onto people and things and even to time. I never have enough time. There's so little time. All that stuff. Huh. And I'm getting angry about it. I'm being frustrated. I'm being depressed about it all. Oh, wait a minute. Where's that suffering coming from? Because when we're Asking questions, it really kind of boils down to, oh, are we suffering? Or are we having a fabulous, joyful experience? So, huh, it is. Most of the questions we have, and especially the more important questions, is somewhere we're suffering. Even if we're suffering because we're seeing other people suffering and we want to change the world. We ask questions. How do we end the suffering? How do we stop feeling so much pain or be, you know, sad and unhappy? Not just for myself, but 
for others as well. Okay. So we'll come back to that uh, after Raphael's announcement. All right. So we got our second break coming up. Excuse me. And for everyone who's been waiting for it, we will be in the greater Los Angeles area in Calabasas on Saturday, May 4th and Sunday, May 5th, not too far down the road at the Hilton Garden Inn in Calabasas. Michael will be teaching two amazing all-day seminars, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. each day to help you explore your out-of-body psychic experiences and astral life with the title, Where Are You When You're Not Here? Waking Up to Your Out-of-Body Experiences on Saturday. And what do you do in your astral life, psychic tools to get more done while you sleep on Sunday? And we do get a lot done at nighttime if you learn how to work with it. We hope you can join us for this extraordinary seminar weekend. Find out all the details and sign up on our website events calendar section, michaeltamura.com, that's T-A-M-U-R-A.com, michaeltamura.com, or call our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours Pacific time, Monday through Friday. When we return, we'll continue with, are you asking the right question for you? See you in a couple of minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The White House Doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in for Five Blossom Radio. Each week, host Denise Richard will discuss common interests in the fields of art, health, and spirituality. The series is arranged into three parts, focusing on Five Blossom Gatherings, the Four Voices Program, and Fires of Compassion. Every program is available on demand, so if you miss any part of the series live, be sure to catch up. Five Blossom Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. 
Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back today. We're asking the question, are you asking the right question for you? And so it's interesting because asking the right question when you're seeking in your life, it's not unlike what you might have heard about um, if you've been a seeker for a while and you learn about, oh, yeah, I can visualize and manifest and that sort of thing. Um, They're sort of like first cousins manifesting things in your life and what you need as well as um, things that you're creating. Um, and if you put out in in those creations, for instance, in those visualizations, uh, you're not, uh, let's say, visualizing it quite right or whatever, it's going to come back just the way you put it out into the universe. And one of my examples I like to use, and I'm going to come back around. I, this is a little beating around the bush here, but I, I'm using this as an example because of how powerful our thoughts are. When Michael and I were once seeking a, a, a house to rent, I made a whole list of things I wanted for this house. And one of the things I really wanted at that time was a pool. So I put in there a pool. And I did it very quickly because we were just very quickly looking for this place to live. And once in, there was a very specific list of things that we wanted Well, when we finally did find the place and we started moving in, I remembered, oh, yeah, I put a pool in that um, creation, in that, you know, request to spirit. And there must be one around here somewhere because there's no swimming pool in the backyard. So I stood in the middle of the house and I just kind of gathered myself and I went, oh, my goodness, in the lower floor of this house, there is a pool table (laughs) Mm -hmm. and sometimes getting the answers to our questions is like that if we ask the wrong question or if we don't ask a question that's that will give us what we need we're not going to get what we need so michael tell us about another trick in getting the right question ah well instead of a trick how about a treat (laughs) (laughs) okay because that's in halloween right that's a question Trick or treat, trick or treat, and I'd rather get the treat than the trick. <laughs> so you get what you ask for, is what Raphael's talking about. Well, the question, to get the right question, ask first, what would I like to receive or gain from the answer I'm seeking, right? To put it really simply, what would I like the answer to give me? When I get the answer, we're only asking questions because we want an answer, right? So we're going, okay, I'd like to ask a question. Well, whatever the question is about, it's about what the answer is going to give me. Ah, So I have to keep the question and the answer together. If I go off over here to the right way over here and ask a question here, I can't expect the answer to come from left field. Huh, it's gonna come from the right. Okay, so first before I jump into asking questions, and that's why questions like, 
why is this happening to me, take you away. It's not even helping you get the answer. It's actually totally taking you away from the answer that's going to give you what you're seeking. Ah, and that's what I was talking about, intellectualizing reasons. You can get all kinds of reasons, but does it give you the answer that solves the problem, that gives you the healing, whatever it is that you're seeking, that brings about happiness? So, unless you first become accustomed to asking all your questions, whatever the questions are, from the place of knowing, oh, I'm asking this question because I want the answer to give me such and such. What would you like the answer that you ultimately get from asking a question to give you? Oh, I like the answer to give me healing. I want the answer to help me feel better. I want the answer for me to be able to live more happily. I want the answer to give me um, the truth. The truth. I like the answer to make help me have a good relationship with this person. So I get to practice all the time, every day throughout the day, because I teach a lot of people. And I'm asking hundreds of questions all of the time. I'm asking questions as soon as I say hello to someone. It's so ingrained in myself that I don't have to think about it. The minute I say hello to somebody, I'm already asking with my whole being. The purpose for most of my questions is to have answers that will be helpful for that person to take his or her next step. When I say hello to someone, I'm looking at who is this person and what is her or his next step in life that's going to help them progress, that's going to help them have fulfillment, whatever. So that's always in my mind, all the time. And there have been a few times where someone, some stranger, thanked me for saving their lives. I didn't need to know that they were about to go commit suicide so I can try to prevent it. No, I didn't know any of that. As good of a psychic as I might be, I didn't see all that. I just was because I was asking that question, what does this, I'm saying hello to this nice person, what a, what does this person need for their next step? And as I say hello, already the answers start coming. I start thinking of what to, what to talk about, what to ask them. And sometimes uh, people might think, other people listening in on the conversation go, why is he going up to a total stranger and saying things like that or asking those kind of questions? That, you know, that doesn't make sense. But to the person I'm speaking with, makes all the sense. They don't ask me, who the hell are you? And why are you asking me these things? No, they just respond because we're already in communication. I'm communicating things that they're looking for. And so that makes for absolutely wonderful conversation. But there's been several times where 
The conversation was just in passing, five minutes, ten minutes at the most. And months later, that same person seeks me out somewhere and says, oh, I just wanted to come and thank you for saving my life. You talked to me for five minutes three years ago or six months ago, and it changed my life because when you stopped me to talk to me, I was on my way to go kill myself. Boy, that just, every time that happens, it doesn't matter how many times that happens, that blows me away. Because I didn't see that. I didn't see they were going to go kill themselves. No, I wasn't trying to prevent that. I was just asking, what does this person need for their next step? And I just have a conversation. And the next thing, they said, that conversation changed their lives. So... Is it more important to try to prevent something that you think is wrong or bad? Or is it more important to provide what is needed for someone or something for something different to happen? Yeah. So I don't intellectualize all that stuff. I just go with, okay, what does this person need for their next step? And it never fails. It always helps them if they listen if they if they you know use the information or communication to their benefit it always helps them go in a more positive direction than perhaps where they were going before in terms of situations that i've been in that were unpleasant or downright dangerous i've often asked what i could learn from it or how i could use it for a more beneficial purpose when I apply the answers I get to that in that situation and to that situation, the situation invariably changes for the better. Often, when I'm having some difficulty with a person, I ask what that person needs most at the time. Similar to what's this person's next step? What, what would help them take a next step in a more positive direction? Sometimes, the answer is as simple as a certain kind of energy for them to match. No, I don't give it to them. I don't shove energy at them or anything like that. I don't try to change them. But I have a very simple tool that I use when I'm dealing with a difficult person. Sometimes it was a, a waiter at a restaurant who's just having a bad day and throwing that bad day at the rest of us at our table. And I'm noticing that and I go, okay, what does this person need? What's deficient? It's like a, I look at it as everyone has at different times in the day, vitamin deficiency. <laughs> but it's not your vitamins, multivitamins you can take from the store. It's a energy deficiency. Yeah. Each of us needs a certain complement of energies for us to be whole. But sometimes we don't allow ourselves to have all that. So somebody's missing a note in their song, in their chord, right? If it's music, they're missing a color in their rainbow. So I made it simple for myself. Energies can be looked at as colors, different frequencies. And so I asked myself, oh, what color energy is this person missing today? And 
all of a sudden I got this beautiful bright red or green or yellow or whatever it is. And I go, okay, that's the color. I'm going to create, produce some of that energy and just hold it up for that person to match, to that person to experience, to see even unconsciously. It's much better to do it this way than, quote unquote, sending the energy to that person. Yeah, I don't ever send energy to people. That's invasive, right? But I just hold it up and say, here, here's vitamin D you know, or vitamin A <laughs> energy <laughs> that you're deficient in. And then it's totally up to them to match it or not. But guess what? Every time I've done that, I've done it with, you know, angry, aggressive drivers that's tailgating me where there's nowhere for me to move, but they won't pass. They're, they're determined to shove me off whatever, you know, road I'm on. And but I'm not going to do that because that's dangerous. So I just go, oh, this person's missing something. What energy are they missing? And then I produce that energy in my mind and just hold it up for them to, you know, if they're especially if they're throwing energy, they're going to bump into that. So that they do that, and invariably, every time I've done that, that person either slows down and backs off, stops tailgating, or they change lanes and pass. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. <clears throat> Good questions always come from giving us. <clears throat> when you are when you're taken, you don't tend to formulate the best questions for yourself. When you're interested in the well-being of everyone and are coming from a giving space, you tend to come up with much better questions that not only serve others, but totally serve yourself as well. And often when I'm asking for a question, I'll just put it right up above my head because I know spirit can hear it from there and I know the right answers come from there. And usually the first impression that comes is the correct one. Well, we're coming to the end of our show. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed it and gained some new insights and tools. Next Wednesday here on Living the Miracle, we'll join you to have a miracle today. Ooh, that'll be fun and hopefully very enlightening. Make sure to tune in. Remember, too, that we'll be in Calabasas in the greater Los Angeles area, May 4th and 5th, and Michael will be teaching two powerful all-day seminars there. Until then... Be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. We are so glad, listeners, that you have joined us today. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. See you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. 